Okay, I think we're ready. And welcome to the Hot Flush, the premier podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Woog, and my gorgeous friend, Mrs. Berry. been i just had a bit of a break i just had a break and you have a break i've had a breakdown you did i did i um it it wasn't intentional was it we no we, it wasn't something we were really planning on and just um, before we get into that welcome to all of our new flushes we've had a a lot joined in the last couple of days because someone gave though, us a shout out oh on did they the big page so oh, welcome okay. and welcome to the crazy yeah <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you oh, there's going to be a lot of love in the room today, but we're back. We're, we're back. back. And thank you for all those people who reached out wondering what had happened to us. But we were on a break. We were on a break. I was kind of done with this, just the social media sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'd been, I think it had been brewing a bit because I'd been having some issues with the Facebook page. Yeah. And, and then there was a few, there were just a few little comments that, and it's not – I know the vast – like 99.9% of our hot flushes brilliant. are brilliant. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, of course, it's the 0.0000000. It's the one. It's the rule of troll. It's the one or two yeah. who then start – Cut through. Sort of the critiquing and the making – and it's like, listen, if, if you're not paying us, like if, if you're not – if th- we're not, this is not a paid service. Hello, dear Patreon followers. Yeah, we love you. you. We are were just talking our favourites. You. you are our favourites. Not favorites. meant to have our. Fa- we're not meant to have favourites, but, but you we are. do, and you are them. So if you are listening, and you know you have issues with us or me or Woogs, and you're just listening for free, fuck off. Just fuck off. <laughs> like, stop. Like, how many times do we do this with with trolls? Like, just. Don't listen. Don't follow. Whatever it is. Like, just don't do it. And it kind of just reached a point for me where I went, yeah, I just need a bit of space. Yeah, we need a break. And and the same, I've stepped back from Instagram as well. And again, a huge thank you to a couple of you who have pinged me and sort of gone, um, are you okay? Like, I kind of live for your Insta stories. So do I. Where are they? I know. I've missed them too. (laughs) Um, I really hate the new... The changes like that they made like a couple of months ago. I hate the new interface on on. What does that even mean? I so how know. you even how you have to swipe right to then post a story, but it automatically just wants you to post a story, not a photo. And how you have to just how it loads, and it completely for me since they up like since the latest version, probably I get about. 80% less comments than I was getting. And the whole reason I do it is that sense of community. connection and community. Yeah, I love the little convos about what I've cooked or the latest, you know, time I've fallen down or, you know, like, oh, look, Kim, that's a great story. You've got food on your shirt. Like, I love all that. <laughs> and it's gone. The, the new format has oh. taken it away. And so that's spoiled it for me. And so now I'm – and it, I just got tired of using it but hating it. Yeah, God, no, why would you do that? So why would you do that? Well, that's why I took And again, I'm using it for free. So (laughs) if I'm going to bitch and moan and hate it, don't use it. Yeah, exactly. If you want to join our Patreon page, um, how do they do that? They can either go to Patreon, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N, on the website, uh, on the interwebs, and then um, just search for the hot flush. Or you can go to our page and one of the pinned announcements at the top of the page is the post by Woogs on how you can become a Patreon follower. You can give us a dollar a week. You can give us $50 a week. You can give us $100,000 a you week. You can give us, yep. But if you, if you value what we do and we, we are just starting to sit back and realise how long we've been doing this for and, and you know, coming back to the reason why we do it and the reason why we do it is because we actually think this is a really important space. Yes. To also, keep talking. While it was while it was nice to have a break and it wasn't even really intentional, it just kind of happened and we both just went, It's just not there. Like let's just not try and p- pump out an episode if it's we're not Shit. feeling it. Yeah. 
um, it was not good for either of us in that we didn't see each other each week. <laughs> and we've now been doing this for basically five years <laughs> where we essentially see each other. What did you call us earlier? Once a week. Like an early adoptor? We were, we're Everyone's early, got a podcast now, but we've been, we were actually one of the first we're early ado- We're early adopters of technology. Hey, speaking of new technology, have you heard about the Clubhouse? Okay, let's just put a line under that, Sam. Thank you for welcoming us back. No hard feelings. I actually had a week. I just want to address this now. I had a week without sleeping. Yep. We um, need to talk about this. Due to certain circumstances and I've been, you know, in counselling. I've been to the – I went to a gynaecologist who was a specialist who um, – Kim. What did a, I call him? Kim has a special name for him. Uh, Dr. Money Cunt. Okay. So he saw me and I was weeping – And he said, well, what do you do for a living? And I went, (laughs) I write comedy. (laughs) (laughs) And he just looked at me with disdain. He was an older man, Macquarie Street. Macquarie Street. Wigsy sent me a photo of his waiting room that looked like an art gallery. I know, it was ridiculous. It was quite funny. It was a big lamp and she said, I think that's what he's going to use between my legs later on. (laughs) But he didn't use that. He just used patronising derision. Didn't, that didn't. was they were his shining lights. So Dr. Money Cunt can just go and shove it up his ass. Because what did he? Lamp. What did he tell you to do? He told me to go on antidepressants. Yeah. And what am I on? Antidepressants. Antidepressants. And who did he tell you to go and see? A psychiatrist. A psychiatrist. She's sitting there like the living embodiment of perimenopause. Oh my god! Tick every box. And my and psychologist he says, has. Just and he says. I think you need to go and see a psychiatrist. Yeah, fuck. And I just stood up and I walked out and they rung me about six times for my follow-up appointment and then I had to go and get some sort of nasty imaging thing done and I'm just not ringing any of them back. No. No. Done. PM me for his name in case you want to avoid him. Yes. Anyway, so then it kept going and the no sleep thing caught up with me on Monday where I woke up. Oh, I didn't wake up because I hadn't slept. (laughs) Um, and I rang Kim early in the morning and I was like, I'm going to just walk down to the end of my road and throw myself onto the Sydney Harbour Bridge, off the Sydney Harbour Bridge. And Kim said, you need to go and see someone who will listen to you. And I said, <laughs> she needed to go and see my gyno, to which she burst into tears. <laughs> and I can't go and see someone else. No, this, was, this, was the, this is the crux of where Woogs was at. She has not been having... Decent sleep for the better part of 12 months, maybe 18. Yeah, it's been my obsession. Um, She has had ongoing depression. Uh, She has had periods that are so debilitating she can't leave the house. I'm really fun at parties. (laughs) Uh, Her mood swings are gold medal Olympic standard. Kathy Freeman. And all of these things have been ticking on for this long. long. She has been to... A gyno. Oh, well, Felix is calling me. That's weird. Um, she has been to specialists, kinesiologists, the whole caper, acupuncture. But the underlying causes around her, the periods and the and what's happening in her whole female reproductive system. No one was listening to her. No, she was going to specialists. They were sending her off for tests, and then nothing would happen. No. So I said to her, "I think that had a lot to do with my frustration." Oh, she was that was she was in tears, and she just said, "No one is listening to me." And I feel like for women who are perimenopausal, that is the catchphrase. Absolutely, I am perimenopausal. No one is listening to me. And the fact, and it's a fight. Like you have to go home, take your armor off, plan a new way to attack it. Yep, and it's just. Bullshit. And I've been speaking to so many women over the last two weeks saying, you know, and then they said no. And then they said, you know, it's just you have to suck it up. Yeah. You don't have to suck it up. You don't have to suck it up. So she, when I suggested she goes to my gyno, who is a beautiful man, um, that broke her even further, which was not my intention. And then I said, you need to go and see Talat. And Talat, I can't remember her surname, which is terrible. She was the gyno who was on Insight with us. And she is a remarkable woman. She has set up a medical practice up near the Northern Northern Beaches Beaches Hospital, Hospital. which is just a female health practice. Her name is Talat, T-A-L-A-T, Apal, U-P-P-A-L. And her um, clinic 
is at 6 Hilmer Street, French's Forest. Uh, it's called the Women's Health Road. If you're in Sydney, just, oh, my God, I can't tell you how amazing she and how smart she was. And so, Woogs rang her because we had obviously had her details from when we did Insight together. And Talat just said, come in. Now. So, Woogs basically, what did you do? You just, sat in I her room? I just sat in her <laughs> room and I said... Dr. Talat, I know you've, you've got patients and I'll fit in wherever I can. And then I got really hungry and I ordered McDonald's Uber Eats <laughs> a surgery, which I think was probably the first time that's ever happened. But um, she just made me feel really comfortable. She was actionable. And I walked out of there with a Marina IUD, which is going to release uh, the progesterone, progesterone and the estrogen gel for my arms, which is going to release the estrogen. Yeah. And I'm really interested in this estrogen gel. So it's transdermal. It just yes. You rub it on. So it's not a patch. Not a patch. Just one pump on every arm. And every woman's different. So you've got to listen right. to your, your, your specialist. So I just uh, like that actually took. 50% of the anxiety away. Oh, yeah. Knowing that I was listened to. Yeah. You were listened to and action was taken. Yeah. It and wasn't now, like, come back and get some bloods and like, I was done. I've yeah. done that 10 times. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's where our Wigsy was at and it was really, I, I was, Bad. I was so angry on her behalf because we do this and we've done this for so long. And I know a lot about this shit. And yet, yeah. And yet. It was happening to you. And when it's I was, like, I was missed, with, when I was with Mister Doctor Money Cunt, Money Cunt, he was so condescending towards me. Oh, and I said, mate, I know a li- like you know more. I said, but I've had some experience in this area. Like you know, we've got a podcast. We work with doctors. We've yeah. been on television, radio. Well, you know, this is not a new thing for me. I know what's going on. Yeah. I just thought I'm not going to actually spend one more cent in your presence because no. you're not listening to me. Was his first consult like $585 or something? Well, he put me off because he had to go and uh, deliver a baby. So I'd sit there for an hour, which is fine because apparently that's where the money is. Obstetrics, not gynecologist. So if you are out there, <clears> don't <throat> see an OBGYN. See a GYN. Ooh. And see that's someone of our age and a woman. Yeah. Because they don't understand. No. No. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. How are your weeks? <laughs> well, I think we've just covered off on you. <laughs> I mean, I probably don't need to tell you any more than that. You keep talking because I'm going to get the party pies out of the oven. Oh, she's cooked us some party pies. Love a party pie. You know, you can whack them in an air fryer and they only take about 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, so, meanwhile, my weeks. Uh, my, I have had, uh, uh, you know how I always talk about how stressed I am with work. I'm not actually stressed. I just have an enormous amount of work to do. And if I procrastinate or take my eye off the prize for at least any part of the day, then I'm screwed. So I am really like, I call it my, when you have to be the roadrunner and uh, the roadrunner analogy is you just got to be like a, just, just go, just fast and furious, go meep, meep. And so I'll literally just be working. And if I start to flag... So did the coyote get after you? <laughs> did he chase you this oh, my week? Co- my coyote chases me, all right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's really just like I just use that in my head when I'm sort of starting to flag. It's just like, meep, meep, just keep going, meep, meep. Because I know what my tendency is, which is I can just make my working day last 16 hours if I want, like particularly on the two days that I work from home. Because I'll just sort of oh, do a bit, and then I won't do a bit, and then I'll do it, and I'm like, I don't have time because I've lost one. Uh, I've lost one a human who works with me while she's on another project, and so it's just like, nah, just meep meep. So that's been that. Uh, there's been a lot of um, intermittent wedding discussion. It's very exciting. I know. Hey, so, do you know that um, Zara skirt I bought the other day, which was like the uh, three Miss Havisham? Yes. Yes. I thought Rob would look lovely in that on his wedding day. Yeah, but he wants a colour. He wants like red. He wants to wear Jesus red. Jesus Christ. I know. Things are grim. I know. He wants to wear a red dress. And I'm like, I want it to be some big, like I want a him. A ball gown. Yeah, I want him in like a ball gown. So good. Wouldn't it be hilarious? You know what we've settled on? What? Uh we in the we're doing it in the afternoon, at home afternoon tea, um, a little ceremony, finger sandwiches and champagne. Yep, beautiful finger sandwiches. It, it's, well, actually, it's cake and bubbles. 
Lovely. I'm doing a cake table. You have to do some sandwiches because you know yeah. how I feel about a sandwich. I know. I, I do love a good cut, a good little cut sandwich. Oh. Well, what I thought, because the, the cake table is just going to be one of uh, um, every sort from Flower and Stone. I'm not having a wedding cake. We're having wedding cakes. Uh, and they do a little catering. They have another – you can get sort of some catering. For our new there. listeners, uh, Kim is en fianced. I'm en fianced. Um, and it's official now because – Robbie's officially D-I-V-O-R-C-E. D, and I witnessed the fact that he is now on your Medicare card. Well, you're all on the same Medicare Yeah, not Medicare yet, but on his health insurance. His health insurance. (laughs) I know. I think think his health insurance must just have suddenly gone, what the fuck? (laughs) 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 Premiums are going up, people, all over Australia. It was just Because we've got this new family joining us. Yes. So that's um, but yeah, but it's the first sort of thing that has all of us on it, which is pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty nice. That's lovely. Oh look, I'm just getting a hot flush. Oh, <sighs> you are. You've gone red. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're back at the moment because I think because I'm prob- I'm quite stressed. Yeah. Um, but it's manageable. Like my stress is managed. Like I'm not like losing it. I'm just okay. If you're out there listening and you you get hot flushes, how bad are they? Like mine, I get nauseous now. Yeah. Like I feel like I need to spew. Yeah, same. I what had one the like hell. I had one like that this morning. I was up. I was just sitting on the lounge waiting for Grover to get ready to take him for baseball photos because apparently I still do that. God, how many decades, people? Yeah, enough. Um, and uh, I was sitting on the lounge, and just it came over me, and I went, oh, "I'm going to vomit." Yeah, I had to rush to the kitchen sink, and I did the dry heaving, and yeah. ro- and Grover was like, "Are you okay?" And then you think you're going to pass out? Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, great. It's so much fun. We went. We went to a new. Glad you joined us, our new listeners. We, um, Rob and I, went to a new um, uh, craft beer place that's opened in Brookvale last night called Bucketies. And I was talking to the owners because I'm going to do a story on them because it's a new fit out and yeah, lovely. You know, the new startup brewery and stuff. And yeah, it just got a hot flush right in the middle of it, and it was literally just I'm mopping water like sweat off my face, off my head. That was after I went to shake his hand and I knocked my soda water over and just sent it sprawling across the table and all over my car keys and in the beep beep bit and yeah. So I always make quite the professional impression uh, when I'm uh, you know got my work hat on. So new people, Kim is the editor of a trade publication called Food and Drink Business, um, of which this is nothing, you know, blah blah But yes, it's a trade mag. I love it. Um, I work with awesome people. I work for an awesome company. And I am a trophy wife. <laughs> you, <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> I am at the moment until I sort my shit out and yeah. get my mojo back. But I'm back writing now and that's feeling a lot better, I've got oh, to tell you. I'm very happy about that. So this is actually something I want to touch on because – Oh, and I'm starting my uni course starts in two weeks. It's just part. It's what just part time. It's at, an, it's at night. It's you know like online. Why are you adding? I know. Well, what the hell is wrong with you? So I have a great job. I love it. I love the company I work for. But I work in media. I work. I'm a uh, journo. I work yuck. in media. My that job could no, go tomorrow. Yep. Yep. And I need to do things that will make me employable. And so this is I where we done, differ. <laughs> I haven't done anything that's uh, – I haven't done any form of study in 20 years. And it's like, okay, you need to just – So what are you studying? Else. Behavioural economics. I know. Sounds dry as it's, nuns nasty. It's at UTS and it's in the School of Business. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a business student. Isn't that so funny? If there's any level of like stats or something in it, I'm screwed. Like, I'll just I'm going to tell you there I'll just way. look at it and just go, yeah, no, it's kind of a cross between um, psychology and um, so there's a marketing, marketing slant. And there's it. marketing, psychology, and and business. Yeah. So um, I'm really interested in it in terms of it's all about why, how we make decisions and why we make them, and then try and why then we are very reticent to change our mind on things. And so I'm very interested in it, both from what I currently do um, in terms of what consumers buy and why they do and. But I'm really also interested in it from a point of like a political space. Yeah, interesting. Um, so I'm about to do that. But there's something else I was just going to tell you. Oh, it's gone now. Oh, and that's the other thing, the brain fog. Oh, the Let's brain talk about fog. fashion. <gasps> because I'm looking at you and I've got to tell you, readers, <laughs> listeners, that she is donning a pair of very chic Kermit the Frog they're my Kermit green. Glasses. Yeah. And she's looking and she's got a black 
linen shift on. She's got some asymmetrical sort of earrings on. She looks like the model ABC employee. Employee. And Livusta. Um, Did you see someone posted on the Facebook page that little fashion story and they were talking about um, I'm there, I'm at that age yeah. and it was like it the was signature so age, good. the signature glasses yeah. and I'm going linen, tick, signature glasses, <laughs> tick, signature haircut, tick. I'm all over it. Focal earrings? Focal, uh, fo- yes, um, yeah, that's what they called them, yeah. Oh statement, statement, statement earrings, um, statement rings. I'm not quite there yet. I'm not oh. quite there yet. Because my you're mom, in a leopard print, so you're, you know. Yeah, I'm borderline. I'm borderline. But fashion. Apparently, if you paint you your new hair. Oh, new old ones. Right. Yeah. Um, apparently, if you part your hair on the side and you wear skinny jeans, according to, like, the 15, 16-year-olds, you're a loser. Oh. Yeah. So, is the... Generation mi- X, that's who we are. Apparently. Yes, we're Gen X. We are quite... Well, what annoys me is that our children's generations, so I kind of the so not the millennials, they're before the millennial. Like they're no, they're so I think there's the boomers, the boomers, the Gen Ys, the no, is that right? No, the Gen Xs, the Gen Ys, the millennials, but and then there's the Gen Os or something. Anyway. Um, the thing that annoys me is they lump us with the boomers and it's like, we're not boomers. Okay, so we've got the traditionalists or the silent generation, which are the real old people who are dead. Uh, then we have the baby boomers, boomers. Then we have Generation X, waving the flag here. We have the millennials or the Gen Ys and then we've got the Gen Zs or the iGens. Are those people who are born after 1996? So that would include... All of our children. Yeah. So what are they? The Gen what's? Gen Z. They're Gen Zs. Or I Gen. I Gen. Small I, capital G. Of course, yeah. They'd like, they'd prefer that. Anyway. So is the middle part still the thing? Just dead straight middle part? Dead straight middle part. uh, Skirts either the size of that tea towel over there that you can buy for $100. Yeah. There's a particular brand that they all covet. Uh, Jack has fully embraced the 70s vibe. And I know. And he's... he says the vibe a lot. <laughs> and I'll say, what about this? And he's like, uh, just don't buy clothes for me, Mum. Um, so he's wearing his caramel cords out tonight. Flares. Like, and he rocks them because he has the height and yeah, the body. The and, body and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But the idea of caramel cords in this weather, oh. like I just get, I get chafe and thrush all in the one go. Like just you've got it now because you've just said Carol hot cr- the hot crotch would just <laughs> kill me, the the sweats that would come from the hot crotch. Anyway, so I have gotten involved in a media platform called TikTok, which all the younguns are on. <laughs> the media platform got you're hilarious. I know um, TikTok. Of course, I have an account, but I'm not. I have been banned from ever putting something on. Which have you? I put some me, dances of me which and Bromwyn. Me want to actually yeah. do it. There's some. I had some videos up of me, Bromwyn, and Marina doing um doing some dance moves that Lana taught us, which is Marina's daughter, who is a iGen. Okay, that's pretty well, funny. That's it. Well, I've been banned from both my sons. Tick tock. Anyway, so all of a sudden I understand why my kid uh, has vines around his room, has LED light strips around his room, has like mirrors here and there, and how he uses things like aesthetic. Yes. In normal sentences. Yes. He's so influenced by this TikTok thing. I think Instagram influences are on the way out as well. Mm. But this TikTok thing. So I have learned so much about my kids from TikTok. I can't believe it's taken you this long. How did I not talk to you about this before? I still don't understand my blog. I don't understand WordPress. (laughs) Anyway, one thing I've taken notice of is this thing around at the moment called milkmaid fashion. Kim, would you like to explain? Well, okay. So this is, I mean, okay, this is what I imagine when you say milkmaid. I imagine some little, some, some little German dress, like almost like what they have, make them wear at the, that German. Um, yeah, umpapa. Umpapa. Like, so a fitted October like fast. the boobs sort of coming out over a top of a little frilly thing and then little cap sleeves, but it's all like elasticised and just tight. And then the hair where they do those plaits that come up over the top of your head. 
I went – we had a teacher who did that at school. Like her hair was exactly the same every day. It was in a plait up over her head and she had no eyebrows and she had them tattooed on, which was quite a remarkable thing in if you think that it was like 1986, 87. If you do follow me on Instagram, you can go to my latest story where I – I sort of deep dive into milkmaid fashion and it's all about having your tits out, half out, low cut square or sweetheart neckline (laughs) with some puffy sleeves. Wow. Someone actually got in touch with me today and said her daughter, who was 15, asked her if she could whip up a pinafore because they were going on a picnic. <laughs> it's the resurgence of Holly Hobby. Fuck, see, we're always late to the party. We could have nailed that Holly Hobby thing. Yeah. I had Holly Hobby sheets. I had Holly Holly wallpaper. Holly Hobby wallpaper that wallpaper. had that oh. had three D, so it had <gasps> like the little Shut bits of foam, up. so it pushed the dress out at the bottom. I'm just gonna try those party pies again. Oh my god. I had Holly Hobby sheets and I loved them. Loved them. We were actually uh, a guy that I worked for very briefly at an AI startup, which was just terrible. Um, Sorry, I've just actually accidentally scrolling Instagram and I found a picture of Felix that just doesn't even look like Felix. Look at that that hair. I'm wondering if he actually did that last night. Have you seen the show? He probably did that last night. God. Have you seen the show on Stan called It's a Sin? Uh, I can't actually watch it. I'm gonna, it's going to make me too sad. Oh, it's fantastic. So I watched um, – I watched. No, it's on Hulu. No, no, it's on Stan. No, it's on Stan. I, um, there was a show that I watched. I can't remember what it was a couple of weeks ago that, was, that really touched on um, the, just the, – because it's – is it the 40-year anniversary of, or that it, of it first? Yeah. Yeah. And um, – I come just it's too close. It's too I remember. I remember when it broke. I remember the I remember how horrible people were oh, and it's dreadful. I remember when that little girl Eve got it from a blood transfusion and how she, she was ostracized and but Ugh. Australia actually handled it quite well in terms of they did the the Grim Reaper one was actually like this can affect anyone. Like our yeah. public health campaign was actually quite progressive. Well, it was it was but horrendous you know, but progressive. Um, a t- uh, someone that Worked with mum's one of mum's closest friends at the school. She was where he died. We went to his funeral. I just, it's all too close. I can't. Well, when, you're not in the right headspace. But when you're ready to face it, because everyone tells me it. it's just remarkable and the music oh, and it's oh just. Oh my god, it's fun. It's really lovely and it's sad and everything else. But anyway, let's crack on. Are you going to be donning a milkmaid? Dress anytime soon. No. Do you know what this is? This is the new – do you remember when the prairie on the prairie thing happened yeah. and everything was the layers and the and, and the shabby chic sort of thing? I saw a photo from a newspaper um, website showing like ten influencers up at Byron Bay all wearing the same sort of <laughs> dress in different colours. Like, was it very tonal? It was very tonal. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. Like I just um, – like I just – this is why you need to get – off your phones, off social media, put your head in a book mm. and get your head out of that whole space because yeah. it is just becoming more and more ridiculous. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I yelled at everyone on the page just <laughs> before we went into a bit of our own silent <laughs> lockdown, <laughs> our own lockdown, um, and I was like, walk away from the computer. Stop spending hours on this, on, on our page, on any page, on any, just stop it. Give yourself so, give yourself an hour a day or two so or just unhealthy. right, and then I sort of went, yeah, you need to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like and me yelling at face, me yelling at Instagram. Yeah, just stop using it then if you hate it. Can so you much. do an Instagram live during our break because we're going to have a quick break to eat some party pies. We're going to have some pies, and we're going to come back and look at what's been going on in your life. Not oh, yours. Are we there already? Yeah, we are. Wow. Oh, can I just tell you something that. Um, Is it not about music? Please, no. No, it's not about music. Okay. Because uh, you know how we sort of do an in the news and then we just go, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, how lovely is it that the news is no longer about, you know, president number 
45 or 46 oh. or whatever he was. Isn't it great? Oh, my God. And, like, dad, just... Dad's in the White House and it just feels like oh, everything's going to be okay. And they took their rescue dogs in. And, and the dogs. Dr. And then Jill and Dr. Sent... Jill put those love heart things on the lawn and they all went out oh, and had a look. It's, and it's and Dad, you know, and Dad Joe was just like, this is her favourite day of the year. And, you know, and it's just like, oh, my God. And you know what? Even if he fucks some things up, it'll be fine. Like it won't. Oh, no. It, it will. It, it could be really bad, but it won't be as bad. Now uh, there is a whole new scale of fuck up. Oh, so it's, I can't actually believe that all happened. I know. I know. Anyway, we'll be back with you. Yeah. After oh this. no. There, there's one more thing. Okay. Because that was a di- that was an aggression of the in the news. The other in the news was there's an article in the Atlantic at the moment, and it's um it's about all the. The inquiry and the research they're doing at the moment about where it actually started, like where COVID yep, yep, nineteen yep. started. I don't, I, and that Did is. They say it, something about Australian beef at some point. Uh, Jeez, oh, there the were, Chinese aren't like enough. The, there was an issue about no. There was an issue about beef, Australian beef exports to China in that they weren't labelled correctly, and China used that as a nice way to you know it was one of it, it was one of ten. Australian exports to China last year that China just went, mm, yeah, fuck yeah. Um, I want to come back. I'm going to circle back to Clubhouse too. But this article in The Atlantic was talking about how they've coming, like the research and the inquiry that they're doing into to discover where it came from. And don't look on this as some sort of racist attempt to pin it. it this is a really important process in terms of something like a virus working out where it started so you can, yeah. right? It doesn't – yeah. it, it could be in parks. It could be – it doesn't matter. Pennsylvania. Right? Yeah, right. Um, so basically almost next to the wet market in Wuhan is a top high security um, medical research facility. Say, it's got to be something medical. Yeah. And so they're suspecting that it's come out of there. Which of course, you know, China's having issues around that, as you would, any country would. But yes, it's probably but what the Atlantic article does is then this whole deep dive into how this is not that this is not that rare. This happens apparently all the time. And it goes into all these different st- cases about where it's happened and where how things have come out of escaped here or or leaked from there. And so Really interesting in terms of getting a better, broader take on these discussions than what we tend to get in the hysterical mainstream media. Also going to have a rant later about the Google thing. Okay, I'll put and that use. on the list. Just put that on there. Okay, we'll see you after our meat pie. And we're back from our break. I hope you enjoyed that advertisement that you heard. Fuck all, because apparently we are not relevant anymore. <laughs> anyway, I just want to share a couple of things, a bit of feedback, Kim. Oh, feedback. I got a message. Years ago, I'd been seeing a GP for depression. She asked how I was feeling after a few weeks of antidepressants. I said I felt good. And only when folks were super annoying did I want to smash their heads into concrete poles. I said, but that's pretty normal, though, for everyone. She cracked up laughing and said, no, no, it's not. She was wrong. I knew it then and I know it now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just to swing back to the the milkmaid outfits, oh I yes, to know, um, it's called uh, cottage something. Oh, it is not. It, there's a, there's the thing. Uh, it celebrates an ideal rural life and developed um, because oh. of COVID, so people weren't going on. The movement gained further traction in many online spheres and on social media in 2020 due to the mass quarantining in response to COVID. Such oh. such was Tumblr had 150% increase in cottage core. <gasps> no, do you remember cottage core? This is not new. Do you remember this was like years ago we had the whole cottage core thing happening? Well, that's a new word for me. No, no, it I well, it's but it's this is a resurgence. I'm sure it was around in like 2017 or something. The trend has been described yeah. by Vox as the aesthetic where quarantine is romantic and less of, instead of terrifying. Yes, and you're right. It was actually 2010. Yeah. It came, it came along with the whole prairie dress thing. Yeah. Mm. That's right, cottagecore. I'd forgotten that it was called that. I'm so glad I never got into that. Oh, my God. Yes, and then people were just like um, – and then because the, the whole sourdough thing would play into that and, you know, the whole – yeah, 
Like wow. grow your own veggies and get hey, chips. Hey, so I'm going to have uh, just uh, uh, I'm going to have two two minor rants. Okay, she's going to have a rant. I'm going to finish this pie. Go. So the first one is about the Australian government telling Google that it can't run the internet the way the internet was actually designed and what it was meant for. In that it's saying you can no longer, um, you know, post or you can no longer post stories from Australian news agencies without paying them for it. It's like that's not that's not how the internet works. Like you put in a search. And results come up, like things come up because that's what its algorithms do. And then people will go on about how they set up their algorithms certain ways. So if you advertise with them, then, you you know, yeah, that's called capitalism, people. That's actually a completely different – that's a completely different issue to Google's, uh, you know, algorithm I mean, we're not talking model. about the Bible here, are we? Right. And the thing is, is, yes, it brings up the search results and then people click on that and go to the page of, you know, the Herald – or the Australian most relevant right article, and yet the Australian government, like we are seriously, we are seriously looking like a laughing stock on the world stage. Rob and I, like Rob, sends me these. Like great we'll be things. wearing cottage core. Uh, I know. It's just like, are we just so at Paris Fashion Week? Um, yes. So that's people just stop thinking that this is some great thing that the Australian government is doing because they're just, you know. Oh my god! Anyway, there's a there's a fantastic um, uh, person called Benedict Evans, who's a uh, write, a tech writer who's just awesome. So, and this is a bit from him: Australia's online news fight, more entertainment from the Australian project to make search engines and social networks, and no one else, pay to link to newspapers and no one else, uh, at an arbitrary and undisclosed price with no economic foundation. After Google said this made no sense and would make it hard to do business, Microsoft, out of pure, and then it's got in bracket, and then it's got altruism, uh, opportunism, which it's crossed out, altruism, says that it will be happy to run Bing on that basis. Hilarious. It's hilarious. Anyway, um, the other thing I wanted, so just, you know, guys, this is not about making the big guys pay. This is a really misguided um attack or attempt that is basically happening because News Corp is putting huge pressure on Frydenberg and the government and their pussies and so they're kowtowing to it. Um, Do you know, Rupert's like 89? Oh, God, can you just die already? Oh, no. Fuck. Um, I, and that's, I know that's a, terri- that's a terrible thing that's to say. That's a dreadful thing that's to say. That's a terrible thing You to know say. you're going to be targeted now, don't you? Yeah, I do. Watch out. That Come at following me. Following you. <laughs> Come at me. Also, uh, there is, you know, I don't believe in the man in the clouds, but I do when I discover that uh, Eddie Maguire has oh. gone. Now, that was a bright part to the Name week. one thing that man oh, did of any benefit no, to society. Just not even talk Except about make himself, well, not except, he just made himself very rich. Yes, move on. Move on. Yeah. The other thing I want to talk about was um, Oscar and the NDIS. So for those who are new... Uh, Oscar is my eldest and he has a moderate intellectual disability uh, with cerebral palsy and myriad other um, issues that pop up, you know, when we least expect it. That has come from a very rare uh, genetic How disorder. How old is he now? 23. He Gosh. will be 24 in two weeks. It was his 21st yesterday. I know. It's ridiculous. I know. He's like, oh, hang on. Is that right? 20. No. Yeah, it's an I odd had one turn 17 the other day. Maybe he's going to be 23. No, that can't be right. Anyway. I know, he was born in 98, so how... Come on. Uh, yeah. Um, so his plan was due... Like, so you put a plan in for renewal for your NDIS funding each year. You can get it set for two years, um, but we had such a shitty plan last year. We just went, no, we don't want that. We're going to... Because we had a really poor uh, local area coordinator who helped us pull our plan together and we got screwed over by a support agency, right? So that's why last year's was terrible. We ran out of money in November and then two of his agencies actually just kept his services going through the goodness of their own heart. That is an example of a not functioning system. Anyway, so we put his new plan in. We were really happy with it in terms of it's very comprehensive. We're looking at him moving out and moving in with some friends and that's a whole process that could take a couple of years, I think. Um, And then the due date, his plan clocks over on the 10th of December. We put it in at the beginning of November. Nothing. Nothing, nothing. And we kept um, 
Rob, bless him, kept contacting our LAC and asking where it was, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, on Monday, our LAC said, look, we're just getting nowhere. If you want to put in a formal complaint, let me know. I will, you know, and I just went, I don't need your help for that. <laughs> I am woman, hear me rule. I am mama, I, I am a mama bear and you don't. You just don't fuck with a mama bear. No. So I uh, I found the um, email address for the CEO of the NDIA, which is the body that runs the NDIS, and then I I have contact with my local um, federal MP because we have had issues with Oscar's funding and supports in the past that um, has required their input. And I had the number for his community welfare person and a couple of other people I just threw in there for shits and giggles. And within a couple of hours, our LAC got an email saying, and we got an email saying, uh, you'll have a, you, you will have a, um, your plan is in process and you will have, be contacted within 48 hours and a decision will be made within the next, within 21 days. So we're still like, that's still like a month. That's another month. That's four months from when his plan was meant to have been done. Is this the, the problem that I had with my experience in the last few weeks is I'm so sick of having to advocate for my own like, yeah. health. Like, It should just be – isn't this just a sign of a civilised society yeah. that you go, here is someone who like, needs I'm in support. Crisis. You're in crisis. Oh, this is how our system works. No, you shouldn't have to – I should not have to be writing – email, you know, letters going, can you please help us? They have rolled over his plan from last year. It is not adequate. It is not going to last. There's other things that we want to get in place for him, but the funding within the plan is not there for us to draw upon. Anyway, two days later, plan's in, done. It's there. So it took me doing that. I know. And then you stop and think about people who who might not – know what to do or have the confidence well, this or, is, you know. And this has been my, from the minute it came in, this has been my argument or my bugbear is that we're – You're like a very proactive Educated, person. articulate, know the system. Bossy. Bossy, <laughs> uh, you know, leader. <laughs> Who know, what, what if the parent of – the parent has a disability. Yeah. What if English isn't their first language? Oh, there's so what many. If, like there are so... Or, you know, our rural friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just beggar... Anyway, so sorry, I just... They were my two little two little raves, rants. Raves. Speaking of rural friends, can I give a shout out to our rural listeners? Because last week I was searching to try and find a serum, Right. Yes, skin serum, and it's sold out everywhere. Right. And so I put a story up on um, Instagram stories saying, I can't get this serum. Like, and I just felt like a dick then. Um, and a listener from Dubbo reached out and said, I think we've got it at Chemist Warehouse. I'll go down and get you and send it to you. And then I was like, oh, I can't ask her to do that. Oh, God, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> but you did, but though, I did. you? Uh, and she sent me and I was like, you know, give me your bank account details and I'll put the money in now. And she was like, no, you give me so much joy. Like, consider it, you know, just a thank you. But then I had... She's one of our favourites too. Yeah, she is divine. I'm not going to say her name because, you know, I don't want to... In case she wants to remain anonymous. But then I had 23 other women from the country all over Australia saying, we've got that serum. I'm in the chemist warehouse now. Do you want me to get it and send it to you? So then I cried. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> okay, let's talk at what you are talking about. So oh. I put the question up. Guess who's back after a short break? We're recording. So if you've got any comments, questions or conundrums, fire away. Liz, yippee. Nicole, love to you both. Kira, yes. Catherine, you're both looking sassy. Kathy, burnout. Is anyone else feeling it already? I was very lucky to have a long staycation over Christmas and was okay for the first two weeks back at work. But now I'm tired mm-hmm. and I'm over it <laughs> and I'm not sure how I'm going to get through the next 12 months. Yeah. Any ideas, welcome. So my first week back, which was the first week of January, I was I was on fire. And then the next week was like, I'm, I'm done. That was, that's, that's a good year. That, that last week, that was a good year. And then I really had like, it took me about a week and a half of just, there was no, 
I couldn't. Impending the, sense of doom? The, it, well, the impending sense of doom finally lifted probably about middle of last week, but that had been around for pretty much all of January. Yeah. Just this weird ennui, you know, just that mm. don't really know, nothing really wrong, but just feel this imp- just would get this really – and I get this – I'm still getting it. I get this feeling in my tummy of, like, homesickness. Like, what's that all about? Mm, that's weird. And the thing is – I was talking to my boss about this. Everything in my life at the moment is fantastic. Beautiful partner. Kids are great. Work is fantastic. You know, all tickety-boo. So why do I have this weird – just every now and then this homesick feeling in my tummy and just just general sort of sense of, yeah. Because we do too much. It comes down to the fact that um, who am I talking to here? I'm talking to Kathy. Have a look at what how much you are doing in a day, right? And have a look at how much you are doing for yourself in that day. And I'm not going to say that word self-care because that just shouldn't be a thing. It just should happen. Yeah. Um, and burnout is what happens when you're doing too much. You burn mm. out. Yeah. You get tired. You get shits. You, like, get resentful. Yeah. There's all of these things that are attached to that feeling of just being overwhelmed. And yeah. I just – Kathy, the only thing I can say to you is have a look at what you're doing and cut out the stuff that you don't need to do. Cindy says – Do a cull. Just looking forward to hearing from you both. I'm going to read all of this love out because why not? Marie, little rays of sunshine back into our lives. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Jenny. I love Jenny. Hope your crickety crack back is behaving for you now, Kim. Oh, yeah, it's great. Good to see you both smiling from Facebook. <laughs> Rachel says, yay, that is all. And Donna, how do you handle illness, particularly long illness, when those around you struggle with their own self-care? Oh, here we go back to what I was saying with Kathy. I've been ill since early January and the emotional exhaustion is an element that I don't really need. Kim? <sighs> I, don't, I don't have an answer for that. That's just, Yeah. That situation, it, that is a real shit sandwich. It really is. Like, when you're not well, like I, I, and I had many incidences like this with my, with my depression and my anxiety and my back surgery and, you know, when I had my gallbladder out, like so many times when I was not well and I needed to rest or to be cared for. Cared for because you'd gone through all these years caring for everyone else. And at that point, all of the boys were too little to be doing any of that and I had a partner who just didn't get it and didn't give it. And and so I would have to just pull up and just keep going and and you can only sustain that for so long. Yeah, I agree. And I don't I, – I really actually don't know what the answer is. Sorry, Donna. Uh, we're thinking of you. Emily writes, what am I supposed to do in my life without David? I've been binge watching Shit's Creek now and I am sad, tired, hormonal and want more. Emily, you just go back to the beginning and start watching I it watch again. I watch it three times. It gets better every time you watch it. Every time. So if you, um, if you need a guide, then Woogs and I just watch 30 Rock and Shit's Creek. So Shit's Creek is on Netflix 30, fl- 30 Rock is on Stan, Stan or it's on Prime. Uh, and you just you just yeah. betwixt and between. You know, you'll do so a couple I, of I, couple of 30 I know, Rock. I'm going to watch Shelly for an hour. What do I feel like? Do I want David or do I want Liz Lemon? Yeah. Uh, and Good God, so, Lemon. Good God, Lemon. So glad you're both back. We've missed you. Karen, music to my ears to hear your dulcet tones mm-hmm. again. I was wondering what your two households are up to for Valentine's oh, Day. Obligatory sex day. We're not doing anything. I hate it. Hate it, I tell you. It's just nonsense. It is complete commercial capitalistic nonsense. If your partner and you are not showing each other love and doing things that show that love as well as saying it every day, then tokenism. Shame on you. <gasps> well... Mr. Woog has booked us a dinner at a restaurant that is like a Valentine's Day set menu which goes against every fibre of my being. But he did something. Yeah, that's kind of cute. He did something. He's never done it before. Oh, what Do does that he's mean? he's going to ask for divorce? <laughs> <laughs> my husband took me out for dinner on Valentine's Day to ask for a divorce. Um, no, we're not doing anything. It's stupid obligatory sex okay, day. Okay, welcome back, ladies. We might I'm have sex, but that'll just Susie. be because we like it. Welcome back, ladies. I'm 49 today. And plan to mark my 50th 
year on the planet by doing something for myself, nice for myself, each month until I turn 50. Suggestions. What a great idea. I think that is such a lovely idea. I've never heard of that and I just, Susie, that is genius. Okay, so here are some suggestions. Night at the most expensive hotel you can afford by yourself. Yep. Uh, Long lunch on a Saturday afternoon near some sort of body of water (laughs) with your four closest mates. Yep. Uh, Weekend away uh, with whoever you you want. Uh, uh, One month, like a a subscription to something. So then you might get like a bunch of flowers delivered every week or once, you know. For a wet, for a month, a new hairstyle cut and oh. colour, <gasps> a day spa, like a whole day at a day spa or something. So you just get everything: full body massage, nails, toes, face, everything. Oh, that's such a good idea! I, I think we should all just put that in practice every year. It doesn't matter if you turn fifty. I love that, uh, Leanne. Oh, Gemma, Gemma. If you have lots of aches and pains in your back and hips every day after work, is it because you're old and overweight or unfit or peri or a combination of everything? All of these things. All of the above. Tick all, tick all of the above. Oh, gosh. Are you on your feet all day? That no. So, Gemma, my hips have been really dodge as well, but it's my office chair at home and it's just how it, you know, it, that's what's making my hips worse. Um but yeah, yeah. Mm. Voltaren? I don't know. Oh, I take uh, like Voltaren gel and Voltaren tablet. Like seriously, it's a miracle I don't have an ulcer. <laughs> Leanne, yes, I've missed you, ladies. Marie, woohoo! Beverly, do you want to read out Beverly? Am I an asshole because I can't cope with my partner's lack of resilience, especially regarding COVID? No, no. Uh, we live in the inner west of Sydney, so life isn't that bad for us. He doesn't want to do anything. Does not. Does doesn't. Do a lot around the house except for the washing when usually he's not bad. Oh, so he's not so he's not doing a lot around the house except for the washing, but usually he's better than that, I think is what that's mm-hmm. saying. Doesn't want to go out. I'm sure he's depressed, but he won't go and see anyone. I have all the mental load and I'm the breadwinner, so I pay the mortgage rates, car, etc. He shares half food, gas and electricity. At this exact moment, I am done. And hello, ladies. Can't wait to hear your dulcet tones. You've been missed. Hope you're both well. Beverly. Beverly, that's bullshit. Beverly. Um, you can always just make an appointment at the doctor's and then do what um, Glennon – is it Glennon Doyle. Doyle? What her partner did and say they were going out for breakfast and took her to the dentist. So you could always do that, like say that you're going out for brunch but you've made an appointment at the doctor and he has to go in. Beverly, um, I, th- I think that by talking to him and setting up some timelines to say – this is why we're not working. I mean, him not wanting to go out or do anything is a real red flag for depression. Yeah. Lost my ability to talk. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, you've got, yeah, he's clearly depressed. Yeah. And um, because you've said that he's normally better than that. And the um, mental load thing is so much more exhausting oh than anyone God. gives us credit to. Yeah. Get him some help. And actually, well, if he keeps resisting, no, you see, insist on it. Yeah. See, this is the thing. You why get one shot at why this Why do we have to fix them? Why can't he take responsibility for himself and go, yeah, actually, I'm not finding joy in the things I normally do. I'm not really helping out around the house. Poor Bev is just completely run off her feet. Maybe I need to go and do something about this. Why are men so fucking incapable of doing something like that? Well, this all circles back to our theme of this year, which is that you are responsible for your own happiness. It just Let makes, us know how you Bev, go. I'm just raging on your yeah. behalf. Um, Jules, about time. Oh, fuck off, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> are you a Patreon? Um, the stars and planets have run amok in your absence. Oh, wow, that's nice. We all have bits dripping <laughs> off us, boobs getting inflamed and frozen being shouldered. <laughs> Fairly sure quite a few of us are about to stage a rebellion against all the medical professions. Oh, you're forgiven. Uh, except nurses. Nurses are brilliant. Yes, this is true. Jules, I take back my fuck off. Uh, and my chooks have gone off the lay. Oh, well, that that would do it. Fucking chooks. You know, you they feed know them. They know things. They know fe- things. Do you better go and check though, Jules. Go and look everywhere in your garden, under branches, over hills, under dales and, you know, those. you'll find a 
pile of those eggs somewhere. But that's very sweet, um, Jules, and yes, I agree with you. Oh, can we not? Justine's talks about entitled young men. Yeah, I just... Well, we've been over that a few times, Justine, and we're running out of time. There are a couple of comments there for you. Chris... Christian D. Oh, no, someone... She has a... She's got a husband and wife Facebook account. Oh, okay. Is Is that... Oh, I didn't know that. That's nice. Oh, my gosh. I'm just so pleased you're back. Really missed you both. Hooray. Mm. Judith, I'm glad you're back. I've missed the incredible accents, hilarious chats. All the way from the UK. Tell me that the virus, what the virus is like where you are, gives me some hope. Oh, my gosh. Judith, we're all masks off in Sydney. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry for Victoria at the moment who's gone into a hard level four shutdown for five days because of another escapee infected person in um you know from a quarantine hotel uh but we are um but sydney we're back today there's no more needing to separate have distancing within restaurants um you only place you need to wear masks anymore is on public transport and in share rides and taxis um so we're feeling pretty Sydney's feeling pretty good at the moment. Oh, but and we feel for you guys. There's apparently 7,000 people from – or, or 7,000 people from New South Wales who have been in Melbourne that are now back in New South yeah. Wales. So, you know, we'll, this will probably last for about three days and then we'll be back in, you know, 100% lockdown. So, you know, we take the good <laughs> with the bad. Alison, welcome back. So looking forward to hearing from you both. It feels like Q5 of 2020 and I've cried enough tears this week that Noah pulled his arc out again. <laughs> the stories from this group bring us so, uh, from the podcast bring us so much perspective and laughter and just thank you. Aww. Aww. Uh, Christina says, missing your face, Kim, on all the socials. Hope you're having a nice little respite from the tech. Thank you, Christina. And yes, I am. And I'm not really sure when I'll go back. Maybe I will. I don't know. I, you have to. Uh, do I? Well, I miss you. And I miss you. There's, I, I like, I like, I go back. Like, I'm, I'm in there and I'm not all the, but seriously, I've probably gone from looking at Instagram for hours a day to about half an hour. Well, that's probably what you should be doing. Anyway. Yes, exactly. Yes. I'm probably doing what I should be doing. And there's correct. a lot of more people saying how much they've missed us. Sarah's very happy as she's lost seven kilos and she hasn't starved herself. However, I'm stuck. I'm hovering around my original target weight. I did this because of my dud hip, which is tons better, and I just want to go on because I can. Sarah, don't ask Kim and I about diet questions. I've lost – how much you have I lost? Have. Five? Five. Five kilos since October last year. And I think that's massive. And, and Sarah, like – I'm just doing intermittent fasting. Which is not eating between the hours of 7 and 11. 7 p.m. Oh, yeah. I just, well, I just, yeah, see, that doesn't work for me because sometimes we eat late. So I just don't eat until midday. And then I have a really good lunch and I might have some nuts and a yogurt or something mid afternoon. And then I have dinner and I only have one serve. And I'm generally not drinking any alcohol and then I might have a little a period of time when I drink for a couple of days and then I end up where I'm at at the moment and I'm all hot flushy and revolting um but I yeah I've, yeah so I've lost five since October but I seriously think that that most of that has probably been at the beginning of this year because I was in the good paddock for the much of the end of last year let me tell you Look, there's so many more comments and we just are running out of time. But, you know, thanks for putting up with our little hiatus. Kim, would you like to say anything to the group? Uh, Just keep plucking. Just keep plucking. Thank you so much for joining (laughs) us always. And we will be back to our regular programming as of today. Um, What are you looking forward to? Uh, What am I looking forward to? She's just checking her calendar. I'm literally just checking my calendar. Um, Any colonoscopies that we've got on? No, I don't think I've got – do you know, I don't think I've got any – oh, i tell you what we did today, which I was looking forward to for tomorrow, was the Nicholas Harding exhibition, um, which was going on down in Manly – and that was really nice. Oh, and if you haven't been to the Arthur Street and it's closing soon, it's at the New South Wales Gallery and it's brilliant. Yeah, I really want to do that. And also the other thing, we might be going to, oh, okay, we might be going to Adelaide next weekend. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah you won't be. No, we won't be. Well, when we looked into going, 
uh, they said, okay, well, you can come to Adelaide. You then need to – you have to then have a test, test the minute you, when you get here and then you have to isolate until you get your results, which could take up to 24 hours. And, uh, and then we went, okay, so we go down on a Friday uh, evening and then, okay, so that could ride off the whole Saturday – and then we've we have got to it, come back on Sunday. And then we're coming back on Sunday. But the the issue then became the flights are all weird. Being so cancelled. there's only one direct flight from Sydney to Adelaide a day. And what's what's to stop to say that we don't have a flare up and, and the rest go from Sydney to yeah. Melbourne and Melbourne. So it's just like it's just too hard. Going anywhere. But you poor guys, Robbie, like he I hasn't know. seen his family for a I know. year. Skype. He's gonna have I know he does. We do. Um, anyway, so. we'll catch up with you next week. Hopefully, better news all around. Thank you yes. so much for everything. And as we like to say, just keep plucking. <laughs> <laughs>